Don't forget to leave a like, share and subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into today's video. Hey guys, thanks for joining me here on another episode of Crossing the Line. It has been a explosive week in the news, hasn't it? We've seen Trump indicted. We've seen Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan Tate released from a prison in Romania. A shooting in the US. We're going to cover a few things here today. So stick around and let's get into today's top story. We have a story here from Timcast breaking Trump reportedly indicted on 34 counts related to falsifying business records. Now, you would have seen that he has been indicted in Manhattan and looks like Tuesday in the US. He will be going in and uh, getting fingerprinted, uh, photos taken, locked in a jail cell by the looks of it uh, whilst they're doing his uh, paperwork and that. And it's going to be interesting to see how that goes, doing that to a former president, uh, especially when you can... It's obviously uh, a political stunt from the Biden administration and a George Soros-backed DA to even indict him, which is breaking, like, all sorts of uh, rules of engagement in politics in the US. I mean, it'd be great if they indicted Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton or uh, Joe Biden for all of his wrongdoings in uh, Ukraine, but... I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't know about you. But we'll take a look at this story here from Tim Cast. Uh, former President Donald Trump has been indicted on 34 counts related to falsifying business records, according to CNN. The indictment stems from Trump allegedly falsifying business records concerning a $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels in 2016 over an alleged sexual encounter that has uh, the two had in 2006. The former president has denied the encounter and any wrongdoing. CNN's John Miller reports that they were informed of the number of indictments by an un uh, unnamed source as the indictment remains sealed. Of course, as CNN, all their sources are unnamed and um, made up half the time. So we'll see, we'll see if uh, 34 counts is correct. Trump's attorney uh, told NBC News that the former president would surrender to the Manhattan DA's office early next week. He was promised to, to fight the political prosecution in court. Brad confirmed the indictment on, uh, in a tweet on Thursday evening, but did not provide details about the number of charges or what they were. This evening, we contacted Mr. Trump's attorney to coordinate his surrender at the Manhattan DA's office for arraignment on the Supreme Court indictment, which remains under seal. The statement read, Guidance will be provided when the arraignment date is selected. Trump is now the first former president to be criminally charged in history. In a statement posted to True Social, Trump wrote that this is a political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats and the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy and make America great again. Uh, destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it like I do. Russia, Russia, Russia. The mil the Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now this. Rather than stopping the unprecedented crime wave taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work, ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should be focused on. Now this is how Bragg spends his time. Trump said that he believes that the witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden and that the American people realize that the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it, Trump wrote, so our movement and our party unite and strong. 
will be uh, will first defeat Alvin Bragg, and then we will defeat Joe Biden, and we are going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office, so we can make America great again. In a follow-up post, Trump wrote that these thugs and the radical left monsters have just been in, indicted the 45th president of the United States, leading Republican candidate by far for the uh, for the 2024 nomination of president. This is an attack on our country, the likes which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The U.S. is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. Yeah, he's completely correct there. It is a massive attack. He's the only one running for presidency against uh, the Democrats at this given time. And they go and try to lock him up. That happens in places like Iraq, Iran, uh, Afghanistan. You know, China, Russia, this does not happen in the US. This is groundbreaking that they've done this. I can't believe they've had the balls to come out and indict him. Now, this will most likely be thrown out of court due to the Statue of Libertation grounds. It's been too long since the alleged incident where they can charge him with it. But we will see. We don't know what these uh, 34 charges are. Uh, 34, I'd say... They'd have to have something on him to even go ahead with this because they were struggling for how many years now since 2016 to do this. And it's 2023 now and they've finally come up with something. So they'd want to have something a little more than um, that Stormy Daniels crap to go on. But I doubt it. And uh, this is basically just one Trump the presidency. I don't know about you, but this is going to really... Harden his base, his base voters. They are gonna lock arms and vote together as one now because they are completely over the absolute law-breaking crap that Bi- the Biden government's getting away with. They aren't even hiding it. They're not hiding it anymore. They haven't been hiding it for a while. But I mean, there's always been a veil of like uh, decency and political, you know, between political rivals. But after raiding him at Mar-a-Lago, after doing this, after like attacking the only other person that you're going to be running against, basically, it just shows how corrupt the Biden family is uh, and how bad they have turned the FBI, DAs, police force, CIA, whoever it is. They have turned them against a former president and a political rival, whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or anything like that. They are going after them with everything they've got and they aren't uh, holding any punches. They are breaking the law. They are doing illegal things to stop a Republican even running, let alone winning. So at this point, I do not... I do not see this going anywhere with Trump. It's, he's going to get in there, get fingerprinted, the whole shebang. Uh, it'll be thrown out, if anything, unless they've got some, I don't know, some sort of, yeah, some sort of secret information on him. But I doubt it. And even if I think the Stormy Daniels things were uh, are true, one, it's been too long for them to charge him on it. And uh, two, I don't even think the way it happened would be technically be illegal in the US, um, I mean, politicians pay off prostitutes and porn stars and things like that. It's that's a thing that happens. I mean, how many how many movies have been made with that's or TV shows and they're doing that? It's 
It happens. I'm not surprised that Donald Trump would be banging that horse face porn star, as he put it. But um, the weaponry that the Democratic Party is using now is getting a little out of control. And I think this is going to really put Trump on that trajectory to win the next election. If he wasn't going to already, I'd say he's definitely going to now. I mean, even if they locked him in prison, you can still technically run for presidency from prison. And um, that would be a sight to see. But uh, this will make anyone with Trump derangement syndrome uh, get a little boner, get a little stiffy for it. And they'll carry on and pretend that he's going to prison forever, but they won't even look at any of the evidence or um, anything like that. So... Where this is going to go, it can't end well for anyone. I mean, Donald Trump, it's he's going to be in some hot water over it, uh, but I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. And uh, I'm pretty sure the Democrats have just elected him president by doing this. Now, um, everyone who was in the middle grounds about him uh, weren't sure whether he was being, uh, he, whether he's a liar or he's telling the truth that they're after him and... Uh, they're going to break all the rules to get him. Uh, I think they've just proven that they are. And uh, so the, it, his voting base is going to stand strong now. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to be voting for him now. So uh, we'll see where this goes with Donald Trump. Uh, we'll see him on Tuesday in the States uh, when he gets arraigned in and uh, fingerprinted. We might even get to see a cool mugshot or something like that. But uh, we'll see how this goes. It's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, when they get in there with Secret Service and they. What are they going to be locked in the cell with him? Uh, what's going to happen? Who knows? And we're going back to lockdowns in WA. Western Australia has decided that they're going to go back into complete and utter mayhem and lock the borders down just like it was in the middle of COVID. Now, Mark McGowan, the uh, dictator over in Western Australia, has decided... It's everyone's self, uh, self best interest that you're going to be searched, you're going to be apprehended at each border crossing, whether it's in Perth, Port Hedland, uh, on the roads or in the airports. You will be stopped. You will be searched because drugs, apparently. So this is where the draconian laws and disgusting amount of power these premiers were given during COVID. This is where it went. This is what happened. They said, no, 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 no. It's just an emergency act. It's going to go away once COVID goes away. But COVID's never going away, is it? It's going to be here forever. We're going to have to deal with it forever. Just because I'm talking about it now, there's going to be a little thing underneath the video saying COVID misinformation. Click here to get your facts straight from the Queensland government or whatever it is. Uh, Mark McGowan, he was the one that was telling people, uh, if you don't go and get a vaccine, if you think you don't even want a vaccine, if you know someone, you talk to someone who doesn't have a vaccine, then you are a conspiracy theorist. You're an anti-vaxxer and basically you're scum. Uh, you're not allowed to leave your homes. Hell, we will fine you if you do. And um, it's exactly what he did and exactly what he's going to do now. So this is where those laws went. This is for all the people that said, oh, no, 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 they'll go away once COVID goes away. Uh, yeah, but they'll come back in some sort of form. And he's using methamphetamine as uh, the new COVID in this case. So apparently, over COVID, a lot of uh, drug crime and drug issues dropped in WA. I'm not surprised because 90% of people weren't allowed to go to work unless they had a jab. 
And so they can't afford to go and buy their drugs, can they? So the only people being able to go and get their drugs were people on the dole who kept getting paid, uh, which is generally probably your highest drug users, I'd say, anyway. Um, and they didn't even have to go and get the jab anyway because their payments wouldn't stop if they did. But if you didn't go and get the jab, or three or four now in WA, uh, you weren't allowed to go to work. So who does that put the um, put the onus on to go and get the jab? Uh, pretty much anyone who wants to continue their way of life. Anyone who doesn't want to be ruined or shut down or poor and living on the street has to go and get the jab in Western Australia. And Mark McGowan should be tried in crimes against humanity, crimes against his people. He should be treated tried for treason, I don't care, whatever it is, send him to the gallows like they all should be. We'll take a look at this story from the Daily Mail, shall we? Insidious way, Mark McGowan is taking Western Australia back to COVID by handing cops sweeping new powers, once a dictator, always a dictator. WA giving police new COVID-style checkpoint powers, Premier Mark McGowan said it would stop the meth trade, checkpoints to be set up on roads out of the airport. Western Australia is desperate to go back to how things were during the coronavirus pandemic as it reintroduces draconian COVID-style police checkpoints under the guise of cracking down on illegal drugs and bikies. From later this year, visitors to Western Australia by road, air or sea will have to pass through police man barricades where vehicles can be searched. The measures are part of the package of extraordinary powers being handed to police by Premier Mark McGowan under what is being called the Meth Buster Laws. The laws will be in place until at least 2028. The Western Australian government said police requested the move because during the pandemic period, meth use dropped by 51% in Perth and up to 73% in regional areas. This new law going in to make it tougher than ever for organised crime to bring drugs into Western Australia, Mr McGowan said. Police Minister Paul Papilia Papalia, said that the state was effectively creating a hard meth border. The phrase conjured up memories of the pandemic period where Western Australia's hard borders effectively shut it off from the world for 697 days. 697 days! You were shut down. That's disgusting. For what? For nothing. For no reason. Because there was a cold going around and people still voted for him. You idiots voted for him again. You're as bad as fucking Victoria. You deserve this if you voted for him. You voted him in the first time. He fucked you over with COVID. You didn't learn your lesson then. You still haven't learned it now. You voted him back in and now you're getting lockdowns, seizures and fucking angle probes at the airport now because of meth. Is meth that big of a problem? I spent... Time over in Perth, I didn't see any crackheads laying dead on the street. This is just utter tyranny. And you people who vote for this think it's good. Oh, I don't mind getting frisked at the airport. You shouldn't be getting frisked driving into a state, driving out of a state. It's one country. He's trying to cut it off from the rest of us and pretend he's got his own little dictatorship over there. Well, I'll tell you what happens to dictators. They usually get fucking whacked. It's disgusting. I'm sick of this country, people voting for these morons. I guarantee you, it's the only the people that live in the major city vote for stupid pricks like him. And then the rest of the country, we all just have to deal with it because you have the population there in the city. And we who run the country, who provide fruits 
vegetables, livestock, keep the country moving, give it power. We're the ones with the solar panels on our roofs. We're the ones paying extra frigging petrol prices. We're the ones paying extra for our fruits and vegetables and groceries and everything. And we produce it all. And the cunts who live in cities vote and fuck everyone else over in the country over. I guarantee you it's the same there in WA. It's the same here in Queensland. Everyone in Brisbane who votes for it, oh, they go and vote the stupid bastards in. They go and vote the stupid government in. And then everyone else in the country votes a different way. But our, our votes don't count because we do not have the numbers compared to the people in the city. We're fucked. We are never going to get out of this cycle that we're in. It's going to be the same forever. The minority of people that run the country and that contribute to it and we make things better every day of the ones who are getting fucked here. They go and spend all the money in the cities. We get nothing. Our roads are fucked. Our infrastructure's fucked. We have no satellite service. We have no mobile phone service. You can be in the middle of my closest town and you'll have fucking no signal. How does that work? If a town of, say, 100,000 people and you have no cell phone service in the middle of town, that's fucked. And you go to a city... They get everything they need because they get, oh, they they have, oh, we've got to take care of them. They're our voting base. Of course they do. Same in WA. It's going to fuck all the tiny communities in WA over. Just disgusting how these people just keep doing the same thing again. Mr. Popular said the laws particularly targeted on bikey drug importation. This really enables us to focus on distri- uh, disrupting and breaking the power of the outlaw motorcycle gangs have on our communities. They have no power on your communities. The outlaw motorcycle gangs, you've ruined them. You've gutted them anyway. They can't even congregate in groups of more than two. They're not allowed to wear their patches. They're raided every two days. They aren't the ones bringing the fucking drugs in. You know the drugs that are bringing in that are doing more harm than meth? Pfizer's bringing them in. Moderna's bringing them in. They're the companies you should be after, but you're getting a paid kickback from them. They're the drug companies, they're the drug pushers that you should be going after as a government, not fucking bikies that are selling a little bit of meth to crackheads down the road, which is barely happening in this country. We don't have an epidemic of it like they do in, like, say, San Francisco in the US or something like that. It's insane. It's like coming up with these... It's like using a flamethrower to kill a cockroach. Yes, it will work. But is it a bit of overkill? Are you going to burn the whole country or the house down alongside of it? Yeah, probably. No one's going to be smoking meth because they can't get in and out of the fucking state because you can't. No one's going to go there for holidays. No one's going to. You're going to lose all your income from fucking people going there on holidays and vacations and shit like that, which is hard enough as is because the flights over there are disgustingly expensive. It costs you more to fly there than it does to go to another fucking country. And that's only going to jack it up because people aren't going to go there if they're going to get stopped at the border every time they go in, besides the usual crap you get at an airport, even if it's just a domestic flight. You get out of the airport, you're going to get, your, you're going to get pulled over, you're going to get dragged to the side and strip searched by the fucking police looking for meth. What a load of shit. The meth deliveries come in from overseas and they come in from interstate and they're delivered by Western Australia, by tri- uh, triads and the mafia and cartels overseas. Triads, mafia and cartels overseas. Where is this happening in WA? 
Is there some sort of massive Yakuza th problem going on? Are they fighting with the Sopranos in the middle of fucking Perth? No, they're not. It was, it's Sons of Anarchy going on over in WA. You're making it sound like it's some sort of massive crime syndicate that's just... That the only person he can save it from is fucking Batman. Maybe Mark McGowan thinks he's Batman. Who fucking knows? However, not everyone agrees with the new border powers. No shit! Nova Newsreader said the social commentator Michael Stephenson was one who expressed her concerns. If this doesn't worry you, it should. The Western Australian na uh, native said... Rebel News Chief Avi Yemeni labelled Mark McGowan as a dictator for bringing back the laws. Mark McGowan is now bringing back pandemic-style powers for other uses indefinitely. Once a dictator, always a dictator. Look at that scumbag. There will be 22 permanent police stations in areas around airports, ports, roads and rail border crossings into Western Australia. Roads out of the airport, ports and, ra uh, ports and rail stations ha will have checkpoints where police will have the power to stop vehicles and search them using electronic wands and drug detection dogs. There will be exem exemptions to stop the search powers of people engaging in certain activities, although it is unclear what those are. Desperate, uh, despite WA police gaining powers that no other force in Australia has, the state government assured the public that they would not be misused. Oh yeah, because the police didn't misuse any of their powers they were given over COVID. They didn't beat the shit out of old people in the street. They didn't pepper spray grandma who fell over in the road twice. They didn't bust in your house and knock down your fucking door and arrest you for posting a fucking thing on Facebook, did they? No, because they didn't do that. No, it didn't happen for years and still continues to happen. No, because they wouldn't abuse their powers. They wouldn't have handed out millions of dollars of fines to people for being outside and then only now after COVID all those fines have been rescinded because they're unjust and unlawful. No, they wouldn't do anything like that, would they? They wouldn't abuse their powers as a police officer. That shit doesn't happen. It's said that several checks and balances are in place which include oversights of the State Corruption and Crime Commission. The WA Police Commissioner Cole Branch described the laws as a new tool in the toolbox and stop to stop drug tra trafficking. You know the biggest fucking tool? Mark McGowan and the fucking people who vote for him. Police officers will use all leg legislative options and the range of capabilities to stop these drugs entering our community and bring the criminals behind these imputations to justice, he said. During the COVID period from April 20th, uh, 2020 to March 2022, Western Australia prevented more than anyone from entering the state except for essential purposes. After declaring the state was reopening, Mr. Mark McGowan acknowledged the hard border had greatly affected many people, but insisted it was necessary to save lives. Putting one in place was not something that I thought we would ever have to do as Premier, he wrote on social media. It's something I hope no Premier ever has to do again. Then why are you doing it? You're literally doing the thing you said you wish you didn't have to do, but you're doing it to save people's lives. There is not enough of a meth epidemic, pandemic, whatever it is, in Western Australia to be forcing a hard border on people. You cannot just give these government people these dictatorship laws where they can just make up their own shit as they go without them abusing it. Every inch we give them, they use to hang us with. Every single inch. You might as well be giving them a loaded gun and putting it to your head because they will fuck you over with everything we give them. Western Australia... Northern Territory, they were rounding up Aboriginal people out of communities and locking them in detainment centres. Queensland probably had it the most lenient over here. 
New South Wales, holy shit, did they go down hard. Victoria wasn't even Australia for two years. Victoria was the most locked down state. Melbourne was the most locked down city in the world. You were not allowed to leave your small little isolated district. You weren't allowed to leave your home. In Northern Territory, if you didn't get the jab, you were getting fined. If you went outside with a coffee cup that wasn't full, didn't have coffee in it in North, uh, sorry, New South Wales, the police would check that and they would send you a fine. If you said no, if you disagreed with them on social media and wanted to go to a protest, they were knocking on your door, taking your children from your arms and arresting you for a common cold. And now the people who gave these guys the law, gave these guys the ability to make these rules, they are getting beaten over the head with it again. Western Australia, you are fucked from here on out because they have the law and they're going to use it. They're not just going to like, oh, we're never going to do this again. No, 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 no. They're going to pretend that they're saving you from this massive meth epidemic that no one's having a problem with. And they're going to spend how many millions of dollars a year on doing this? How 22, was it 22 permanent police search areas? 22 of them? Western Australia is a huge place. It's like half of the fucking United States. It's massive. 22 of them? That's going to cost Western Australian government, Western Australian taxpayers an absolute fortune. And it's not going to do shit. Meth isn't get coming in on planes. People aren't flying in with fucking bundles of meth wrapped to them, are they? Oh, fucking God. One time our government takes the reins and they go, we've got you, we're going to take care of you, and they screwed the fucking pooch. They screwed it up massively, every single one of them. It wasn't just our country. It was every country in the world basically fucked it up. And now we're paying the price. Every law that they've used, they are going to use again. We're not just going to see all these COVID laws disappear. They're going to use them again. They're going to be monitoring your social media. If you say something that the government doesn't like, you're going to get a fucking knock on the door. So we're going to take a look at this story from The Guardian. Andrew Tate released from detention and moved to house arrest in Romania. Bucharest court appeals in favour of the divisive social media influencer who has spent months in a Romanian jail. Andrew Tate and the divisive social media influence, they, they, really, they really don't like him, do they? I mean, you can't say anything about him. And you Google Andrew Tate, it says uh, known misogynist and things like that. But um, you don't even get that when you Google uh, Jeffrey Epstein or anyone like that. So we'll see. Uh, Andrew Tate, the divisive uh, social media influencer, has spent three months in Romanian jail on suspicion of organised crime and human trafficking, has won an appeal along with his brother to be moved from detention to house arrest. The Bucharest Court of Appeal ruled in favour of the appeal, which challenged a judge's decision last week to extend his arrest a fourth time for 30 days. Tate, 36, a British US citizen who has 5.4 million Twitter followers, was initially detained in December in Bucharest along with his brother Tristan and two Romanian women, Nigel Georgina Manuela and Rudu Alexandria Luana. Uh, They have uh, denied all accusations. All four won an appeal on Friday and will remain under house arrest until 29th April, 
Romania Bola, a spokeswoman, uh, spokesperson for Romania's uh, anti-organized crime agency, said none of the four have yet been formally indicted. Tate's communications director, Mita Prasecu, told Sky News they are not a flight risk and they're not a danger to public safety. Therefore, the authorities have decided to release them under house arrest. It's uh, just a small step. They are still under investigation. They're absolutely ecstatic. They kept up the spirits in jail. They are really thrilled and looking forward to being at home. They have kept their optimism throughout. The former professional kickboxer and self-proclaimed misogynist, there we go, who has lived in Romania since 2017, is banned from having an account on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube for violating rules of dangerous individuals and breaching hate speech rules. He was suspended in Twitter in 2017, but allowed back in November 2022. That's I just had a video taken down for uh, hate speech, literally just reporting on this on TikTok. So people who are complaining that uh, TikTok doesn't censor any information, they censor fucking everything. I mean, uh, what are the other videos? I made fun of Daniel Andrews. I had that taken down. I did a video about that Audrey Hale, the school shooter, that was taken down as well, even though other media outlets and just normal TikTok accounts have posted this exact same stuff. Um, You say anything on any platform that they don't like, you'll shut down immediately. And TikTok seems to be now is the worst for it. so uh, maybe if you want to go and see Andrew Tate, you're probably going to have to go to Rumble if he's uh, inclined to even start filming again. But it'll be interesting to see. But uh, I'd say he's going to have to keep his mouth shut about the uh, litigation and that. Uh, he can't come out and really talk about it, I'd say, because that's not going to end well. Uh, you say the wrong thing, go to prison, you know. So we'll keep reading here from the story. Uh Dilcott said in a statement after December, the arrested have been identified six victims of the human trafficking case were allegedly subjected to acts of physical violence and mental coercion and sexually exploited by members of the alleged crime group. The agency said victims were lured with presence, uh, pretenses of love and later intimidated, placed under surveillance and subjected to other control tactics while being coerced into engaging pornographic acts for the financial game of the crime group. In January, Romanian authorities said that they had seized goods and money worth almost £3.25 million, uh, euro, sorry, after the influencers compound, including a fleet of luxury cars. So where do they go from here? Uh, if I was them, I'd be trying to get the fuck out of Romania because they just kept locking him up for 30 days at a time without charges even being laid with uh i don't know how it works over there but that would not fly over here uh unless maybe you're donald trump and then they'll lock you up for no reason anyway but they look like they're in good spirits they look like they're in good health so this is a step in the right direction uh of at least finding out what the truth is around this now i don't follow the tate brothers i haven't watched any of their podcasts or anything but they do have an affinity to say truth that hurts, which I I like. <laughs> I mean, anyone who says the truth that is seems to be an inconvenient truth for a lot of people, um, I enjoy. So I don't know whether these guys are what they are made out to be here, but I highly doubt it because it seems a little suspect to me anyway, just from looking from the periphery. But... We'll see. Hopefully, this goes well for them. Andrew Tate and uh, Tristan Tate are finally out of prison, and uh, they're back home under house arrest. So that's a step in the right direction for justice, at least, because uh, you can't just keep locking people up without charging them for 
you know, since last year, since December. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll hear from them, I suppose, because they, they do quite like their social media and they do quite like the camera. So I'm sure we'll hear from them and we'll see where this court case goes, whether they'll be found guilty or innocent. I'm sure it's going to be a interesting watch. It'll be better than watching the uh, Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. And um, hopefully these guys find, find peace and find justice because I don't think they're going to get a fair trial in Romania by the looks of it. It looks like they pissed off the wrong person. So we're going to take a look at the story here. It is a bit sad and disturbing, so just uh, bear that in mind. What we know about the Nashville school shooting. On Monday, a school shooting at a private religious grade school in Nashville, Tennessee, left three adults and three nine-year-olds dead. The school sh- uh, the shooter identified as by police as former student Audrey Hale, 28, was killed by police at the scene. The shooting and the possible motives remain under investigation. Reports were first made by the shooting in the Covenant School, the private Catholic school that teaches pre-K through to sixth grade on Monday morning. Surveillance video showed the shooter was able to get into the school by shooting at a side door. The shooter then traversed the building going to the second floor and firing multiple shots. It's not clear when the six victims were killed or how they were encountered the shooter. The shooter was killed within 14 minutes of the first report of the shooting. Police said Monday an action that likely saved many, many lives, according to a Nashville mayor, John Cooper. Body camera footage released by the Nashville Police Department showed the shooter on the second floor of the building when they were killed by responding officers. Police said the shooter was firing at police cars outside the school when the officers engaged. The shooting was a targeted attack, officials said on Tuesday. The shooter, a former student of the Covenant School, may have had some resentment for having to go to that school, Nashville Police Chief John Drake told CBS Mornings. However, the students and the adults killed, including a custodian, a substitute teacher and the head of the school, were likely not specifically targeted, authorities told CBS News. We have no evidence that the individuals were specifically targeted, said Don Aaron, the director of the media relations at the Nashville Police Department. This school, this church building, was a target of the shooter, but we have no information at present to indicate that the shooter was specifically targeting any one of the six individuals who were murdered. What we know about the victims, the victims were identified on Tuesday. Three children, Evelyn Dickhouse, Haley Scruggs and William Kinney, all nine years old. Scruggs was the daughter of Chad Scruggs, the senior pastor at the Covenant Presbyterian Church, which is associated with the private school. The adults killed were identified as a school of Catherine Cooney, Coonkey, 60, substitute teacher Cynthia Peak, 61, and custodian Mike Hill, 61. Body cam footage released by the police shows female adult arriving uh, arriving police officers. Some students were in lockdown during the school shooting. According to the school's website, the Covenant School has 33 teachers and up to 210 students. One stu- other students were brought to a reunification centre after the school shooting, police said. U.S. flags and federal properties are being flown at half-staff through Friday in honour of the six victims. A large memorial at the school with the flowers, stuffed animals and candles has been growing since Monday. A former student told CBS Mornings that Koontz was a champion for all the students who was full of life and had a lot more to give. I'm representing a lot of people when I say she pulled us across the finish line, oftentimes after we quit. Barrett Servant said. The family of Hill said in a statement shared by CBS Nashville affiliate that the 61-year-old had worked at the school for 14 years. 
We would like to thank Nashville community for all the con- uh, continued thoughts and prayers as we try to grieve and ga- grasp what is our understanding of why this happened. We continue to ask for support, the family wrote. We pray for the Covenant School and are so grateful that Michael, the beloved by the f- faculty and the students who filled them with joy for 14 years. He was a father of seven children and 14 grandchildren. He liked to cook and spend time with his family. So um, obviously that's that's pretty disgusting. Another school shooting and killing six. What has been even more disgusting or uh, to continue how bad it was. People are getting offended that people are misgendering the shooter. Now, the shooter being trans, I think. It's not that big of a deal besides the point that it shows that they obviously had some sort of mental issues or failings or something like that. So they obviously had some emotional trauma, obviously had some, um, I mean, you don't know who you are as a person. You've got something going on. You need to go and seek help. This person obviously needed to seek help. And I think this was more of a politically motivated thing. So it would put it in the line of a terrorist attack. The police have um, the shooter's manifesto. They haven't released it yet as of time of filming this anyway. And um, we don't know what's in there. And even if they do release it, we don't know whether they're going to redact it or whether they're going to be telling us the truth that was in there. But I guarantee you this person going to a Christian school a pre-K school, only up to grade six, mind you. So they're only little children. And having some sort of love affair with um, an ex-girlfriend or something like that by the looks of it as well, this person was obviously mentally unstable, should not have been able to get a hold of those firearms anyway. It doesn't matter what type of firearms they are. If you're that mentally unstable that you're cutting off body parts and you're taking life-altering drugs every day of the week. Uh, You should probably need to be looked at in whether you should have those guns in the first place. I mean, I I shoot all the time. Guns are fantastic. Americans have some of the best gun laws or the best gun laws in the world, I would say. There's obviously something they need to do about this kind of thing from happening. But you have the right due to the Constitution to bear uh to legally own and bear arms and you should be able to have that right here in australia but that is getting taken away from us daily because of things like this even this horrendous act that happened in another country they will blame it on the guns instead of the failing mental health issues that they have over there and any time that something like this happens How many of these psychotropic drugs are these children on? How many life-altering, brain-altering drugs and uh, pretty much numb you out to the pain of existence? How many of those drugs are these people on? It's handfuls of them, every single one of them. And that's something that no one ever wants to talk about and they just want to blame it on the gun. But the gun didn't wake up that morning and decide to go and shoot and kill six people. She did. Audrey Hale, 28-year-old transgender person who was obviously mentally unwell, decided to do that. We'll keep reading this story from CS here. 
What we know about the shooter, the shooter was identified in police on Monday's 28-year-old Audrey Hale of Nashville. No motive has been determined. The shooter had three weapons at the government school police had illegally purchased. Seven weapons from five local gun stores. The shooter lived with their parents and hid the guns from them, according to police. The shooter's parents believed that they had one gun that they had been sold. They did not know about the other purchases and felt that Hale should not own weapons. Police said the shooter had been receiving treatments for emotional disorder that had not been reported to authorities. Tennessee does not have a red flag law which could that could give police the authority to remove weapons from a person, Drake told CBS News. As it stands, we had absolutely no idea actually who this person was, Drake said. Police have said that the shooter is extremely prepared for the killings with a manifesto and other details found in their home. We have a manifesto, we have a booklet that shows exactly what she planned to do, Drake said. We have maps that show the entry point of the school, the weapons that were going to be used, the clothing that she said she was going to wear, and she had drawn it up almost like a cartoon character. It was exactly that she had uh, what she had on during this incident. The maps were found were detailed, Drake said, with the possible entry routes and surveillance notes. There's quite a bit of writing to do, Drake told reporters on Tuesday. I've not read the whole manifesto. Our team and FBI are working on this. Drake said that the shooter may have had other targets, including a local mall. Maps found at the shooter's home turned up more maps pre-training to maybe some in, some thinking about other incidents, he, he said. We strongly believe that there, there was going to be some other targets, including maybe family members and one of the malls here in Nashville, Drake said, and that just did not happen. I'm glad we didn't have a repeat of uh, Uvalde where those police stood outside. If you go and watch the body cam footage, Donna Operator on YouTube has a fantastic video and breakdown of the whole thing. Uh, those police officers entered that building and within three minutes they had shot and killed this piece of shit and left her bleeding out on the ground like she deserves. Now, the people that are protesting in the Capitol building in Tennessee, in Nashville right now, uh, trans protesters and anti-gun lobbyists have joined forces and they've taken over the Capitol building in the US. So uh, you don't hear about that much on the news, but a whole bunch of trans people going there saying that their lives matter and uh, that there were seven victims in this terrible day. Uh, no, there was six victims and there was one human piece of garbage that was left writhing on the ground in blood and pain, which is what she deserved. And they're upset on Twitter that you're misgendering them because they wanted to be a boy when they were born a girl. So sad, isn't it? What has the world come to that when three nine-year-old children and three adults were shot and killed by a mentally ill person and just because they have the correct mental illness, people are whinging and crying and upset about that person being shot and killed. I've, saw, I've seen tweets that they were saying that they used too much force and they shouldn't have shot her and she didn't do anything wrong. And that doesn't mean, uh, even though she did these things, it doesn't mean that she should be misgendered because then you're just creating a circle of hate and pain. And that... I've seen people saying that these people, uh, these children and adults deserved it because they obviously must have been transphobes or something like that. And it makes you really wonder the state of the US where people can do the mental gymnastics to try to make sense out of this and they come up with the idea that the shooter was the one who was aggrieved, the one who was uh, done the most wrong. 
No, not the nine-year-old little children that had their whole lives ahead of them that were cut short because this mentally ill person decided instead of just blowing their own brains out and doing the world a favour, they're going to take some poor people with them. So I don't know where to go with that one. But uh, thanks for watching this episode, guys. I'll see you guys in the next video. Don't forget to leave a like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Comment down below, and I'll see you guys in the next video.